Hey, welcome to the Port Huron Prowlers podcast. I'm Joe Pace. I'm here with my main man, Jeremy Skiba. What's going on, everybody? I know, man. It's busy. We got Matt Graham here with us again, our uh, our third third host of this podcast. I, I guess I'm like Biz. I'm spitting chicklets. I'm making myself a regular. <laughs> <laughs> he's in. He's in forever. Well, was he so, not, was he not in the beginning? No, I, I don't know. Just, it was Ryan Whitney and. Uh, the guy from Boston? Rear Admiral, that's you. Oh, yeah. And the guy from Boston, okay. Oh, gosh. But, uh, yeah, he came on as a guest twice, and then he started as a as a, the co-host. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't yeah. know that. I thought it was him and Whitney and uh, the, guy from, uh, the guy from Boston. He's Rear Admiral. Yeah, this oh, yeah. is, you know, we just say no free bumps, but this is a free bump for uh, Spin Chicklets. No, no, they paid for it. They paid for it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well... Jeremy, I uh, I know you were texting us about uh, some movies you watched over the weekend. So what'd you watch? Yeah, I got to watch Young Blood, and uh, I didn't. Um, did the... you Did you like the tea with Miss McRae? No. Yeah. <laughs> Miss okay. McGill. Yeah, I had a feeling that was coming. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on that service, I had. <laughs> oh This man. is why it should be filmed. His face. Oh right my God. Now. I don't even know what he's laughing about. <laughs> But uh, well, we'll keep it PG. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't get to watch Mystery Alaska. It wasn't on that service, so I mean, I'll check out. I guess Amazon next. So um, Matt, you were pretty disappointed that he bumped Miracle down to three. Yeah, well, no, I just didn't agree with his list in general. You know, I was just like, God, oh, thumbs down to that because uh, yeah, no, like I I like Young Blood, but I don't think it's like my second best. It's like. Yes, movie. it's the no. second best hockey I, movie. The reason why I put it number two is because out of like every hockey movie ever, I've seen Miracle the most. And usually, what happens is when I see a movie like uh, repeatedly, I I kind of get tired of it. And so I guess Young Blood watching it for the first time, I really did enjoy it. I laughed, um, you know, I really liked it, and so that's why I put, I put it up more up there. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, good movie, um, you know. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, uh, there are a couple of hockey movies that we didn't even bring up on there because Will, we downloaded one for Will, and uh, it was called Mister Hockey. It's a Gordy Howe story, and it was only available on like Amazon Prime, but you had to buy it. And we bought it, and it's good. It's awesome. So I do enjoy that. It's like the story of his career after the Red Wings. So it's like an in-depth story, like, you know, a lifetime kind of story feel of him playing with his kids in the WHA. And Mm. I love it. I think it's awesome. Did it it bring him to present day, though, where he's checked in up there at Regency on the Lake, uh, you know, getting visits from his family and stuff? Gordy died years ago, you oh, wacko. Jeez, what am I thinking? Yeah, jeez, oh my gosh. <laughs> Everyone just hammer Graham on the internet. Oh, I Go that was a after joke. Graham. I thought that no, was a joke. This guy knows nothing <laughs> oh, about the okay. Red Wings and the legend of hockey. I can tell you that Gordon Bombay is coming back in the new Mighty Ducks reboot on Disney+. Plus. I saw that the other day. <laughs> See, that's another thing. I'll be watching thing. that, yeah. Mighty Ducks reboot on Disney+. Plus. We have uh, Mr. Hockey Story, but the other one I wanted to talk about is... The Rocket, the story of... Uh, I've seen that. That's yeah. Movie. Yeah, so The Rocket. Mar- what, how do you say his first name? Uh, Maurice. 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 Yeah. Maurice Richard. So, uh, yeah. Like, that... I thought that was awesome. And it, it like, showed kind of, you know, how Montreal responded and started the Montreal riots when they suspended him in the Stanley Cup Finals. And that was in, their, like, 40s or something. I, I don't think I've seen that in probably... I don't know, like 10 or 15 years. I think we watched it in juniors on the bus. 
And that was like the one time I Well, saw you have it. to watch because yeah. it's hard to find the English version of it because okay. it's all in French all the time. Yeah. I, 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 I've heard of like the Montreal riots, and I think if I remember correctly, he, he like maybe after the game or whatever, actually went on the radio and was like, everybody yeah. stop, yeah. stop rioting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, so what happened was a guy high stuck him in the head, mm-hmm. and, you know, he was a badass. So he takes the stick to the head and just cracks the guy back and almost killed him. And, uh, yeah, he picked up a huge suspension from it. But he was very close. I think, actually, it was in the cup finals. One time he was suspended in the cup finals. But one time he was suspended right before he could score 50 goals. And he would have been the first player ever to score 50 goals in a season, which he finally did. But uh, I think they did everything they could to try to stop him. So, so whose suspension was longer? Was his suspension longer than Ozo's for hitting someone in the face a few no, years ago? No, no, no. Ozo's glove <laughs> punch in yeah, the face yeah. was way more. Makes sense, makes sense. He Dude, I'm pretty sure stick. my glove punch to bun in the face was longer. Yeah, probably. I know. Well, uh, yeah, so Jeremy, let's update the fans because I know that uh, we talked about the NHL redoing some of their divisions and stuff, but uh, it's going to be crazy. It looks like there's only three conferences in the NHL, right? Uh, well, I think four divisions. I don't know if they're going to do a conference. Oh, is there four divisions, no conference. That I, so there's the all-Canadian one, that's why you're... Yeah, so yeah. there's the all-Canadian division, every Canadian team, and then I guess like if there was an East, another Eastern division, I guess, um, it's Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, uh, Islanders, Rangers, uh, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington. So you didn't like that because you're an Islanders fan. Well, it, it was... I think, Is it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know because I, I look at Boston. I mean, they have the Islanders have been abysmal against Boston ever since, I think, 2016 when I was a sophomore in college. I think they've only won one game against them. It was last year in overtime, a 3-2 overtime win. I mean, yeah, I, I, Boston, ugh. Uh, Buffalo, I don't mind. New Jersey, I don't mind. Rangers, Rangers have gotten better against us. I know they're kind of rebuilding. I think we, I think they split the series last year two two. I mean, the problem is, and it's funny in Lundquist's last few years there, the Islanders would absolutely light him up. Yeah, and you can look up the stats. I'm not even kidding. And then they started putting uh, Georgiev in. And then Georgia was like a stone wall against the Islanders. So, I mean, um, who's your goalie now? I think it's just Shesterkin and Georgia. So not not good, but we'll we'll see what happens there. Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. I mean, the yeah, Islanders and Pittsburgh have been. Are you I'm, sure? Are you sure Philly's in that? Because yep. the NHL Pierre left LeBron. them out. No, remember the NHL left <laughs> Philly out of all the divisions mm-hmm. their first go around. So their first tweet about this, guys, the NHL just forgot about the Philadelphia Flyers, which is not cool. I saw the most recent one. I think it's what's it say? PHL and PH or P P G H P H A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of Pittsburgh and then Philadelphia, it was yeah. like weird abbreviations. I was like, they could have just went P I T and P H L maybe. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Islanders have been doing well against Pittsburgh the last few years. They swept them the other year in the playoffs. Philadelphia, usually Philadelphia, like, usually dominates the Islanders in the regular season series. Last year, the Islanders uh, were 3-0 and against them in the regular season and then won in seven games against them in the playoffs. And they were up 3-1 to in that series. That was kind of scary when uh, Philadelphia came back. And then Washington, you know, again, Washington and the Islanders, again, pretty much neck and neck regular season, at least since Trotz has taken okay. over. All right, now, now I expect, now. Now I expect <laughs> you. Sorry, everyone. I expect, <laughs> you, I expect you to give that kind of same breakdown for the other two divisions, for the fans that oh, are fans of other teams. It's been tougher because in college and stuff, I haven't been following the league as a whole. 
um, compared to like when I li- when I was at home because I would only mainly focus on the Islanders and then you know having classes and studying and stuff. And then last year I didn't even have TV really. All I had was MSG Plus, so that's how I'd watch them. But uh, yeah, no, to the break next down. Di- the next division I find the most interesting because you really get a good mix of mm-hmm. teams from the East and teams from the Central merging. And what I love is the Hawks and the Red Wings are in the same division again. That is very cool. I hope we do this because I just want to see that. Yeah, so it's Carolina, Columbus, Detroit, Chicago, Florida, Minnesota, Nashville, and Tampa Bay. I mean, that's that's a really fun division to watch. It's, it's almost a federal yeah. league division, you know? You got, yeah. uh, you got, you got the Midwest <laughs> and then all the way down to Florida. No? Yeah. And then you got out east, you're, you're everywhere. So that's going to be cool Like to see Carolina in a division with Chicago, to see Florida in a division with Chicago, all that's cool. Detroit and Chicago back together. But no, it's sad. St. Louis isn't there. And St. Louis and the Hawks have always had a rivalry. I remember I had a little sticker. You remember the guy that used to, the Ford guy that would pee on the Chevy guy? I had one that was a Hawk guy peeing on a St. Louis logo. The only thing I would say about that division is, uh, not to change the subject, but those are going to be some long bus rides. (laughs) Florida, it's going to going to take a couple days and you know you guys will get used to it but you know it's uh, <laughs> they're taking buses this year to well, keep the covid exposure I, down yeah i thought that's the only way you can travel yeah you go in your bubble your yeah, bus yeah. is your bubble mm. you just pee in water bottles yeah because stuff. if you yeah. go on a plane they're gonna have stewardess they're yeah. gonna have catering service you can't do that too much that's exposure. outside the bubble i think i think i heard uh, patrick Kane and taze are uh, both getting their cdl so they can drive the bus too so uh oh gosh yeah. Break them down. What's our last division where we go take some of the central and we go out west? Yeah, it's Matt Graham territory. Uh, it's his Ducks, uh, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, L.A., San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. I, see, I like yeah. that because I think that you know, like it, it's you know, you have a couple good teams. You have Dallas, who was really good last year. Uh, St. Louis is in there. You said as well, right? Mm-hmm. And then Vegas, and then I think like the rest of the teams, it's it's kind of a toss up. You know, Anaheim, they've been at the bottom of the division the last few years. Um, but I feel like, you know, like where they're at now and like everyone in that division, it's, it's anyone's to take the final spot from that division. So it'll be interesting. That's wild. Yeah. Well, but you did say that all this is now like on pause because we do have owners in the NHL, board of governors that are voting against this. Yeah. I heard that, uh, I, I saw on the internet that a couple of owners have raised questions and concerns about like the divisions they're in. And I think it, it, it's probably due to rivalries and stuff. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like someone like St. Louis or someone who has like to travel all, all the way out West now, or, you know, that's well, yeah, they lose all their rivalry yeah. games. They're not playing Minnesota. They're not playing Chicago. Like now they're playing Dallas and, you know, like, I don't know, I guess there were teams that were in their division, but also at the same time, yeah, you're, you're going a different direction, but you know what? The wings complained about that for years. The wings were the only team yeah, right. in the West that were in the Eastern time zone. So just to play any game, they had to leave their time zone, and it made it rough for them for travel, especially if they're playing out of town, then traveling home, and you're losing four hours traveling from L.A. back to Detroit. That would be really interesting. I wonder what, like, like this, like the, the organization did to, like, try to, like, offset that. You know what I mean? Do you think they, like, actually, like, practiced, like, an hour earlier and stuff like that and adjust? Like, I mean, think about the amount of detail that goes into, like... No, they got more days off and slept more. (laughs) They're the wings, baby. (laughs) So they had all those Stanley Cups. They were resting. They're sleeping. Yeah, but... Yeah, that's how you... You gotta recuperate. 
Yeah, they haven't but been gas good. in the tank. They yeah, haven't been right. good since they've been in the East. So. You, know, you know what? Their style of play did not translate well into the Eastern Conference. I, I think the first two years they were – no, maybe first three because I think this this changed 13-14. I think the, the change just took career years right off of Zetterberg. He yeah, could probably play another six. He had to retire. Yeah. I think the first three years they were in the East, they made the playoffs, and then after that – just yeah, well, rebuild, yeah, they, well, they downhill have, rebuild, they all the that. Longest streak in the NHL yep. history, too, right? I yeah, like 25, 20, 26 yeah. years, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. A long time. I yeah. That. yeah. Well, uh, guys, we we talked about the NHL. One thing we haven't updated the fans on is the AHL and the coast. So uh, I know we had whispers the coasts are starting soon, right? Yeah, so the East Coast, uh, they actually started last week. Uh, the SP is starting this weekend. They just reported today or yesterday, I think. Uh, and then I think the AHL is slated to start later in February, but I think uh, it's probably going to start like a week or two after the NHL, I would say, probably. So. so the East Coast League right now, they're playing pretty much in every city in front of no fans? No, it's it's whatever local government decides. So they, uh, they can play with, I think... The, I was talking to someone the other day, and they said, like, Rapid City had, like, 3,000 people. At what? The yeah. And yeah, it's like, Rapid City. <laughs> right? And then I think, like, uh, the Everblades, I think they had, uh, like, 1,500 or something like that. So, Go I mean, for I, it, Florida. Yeah. There, there's a lot of people that are, like, stuck inside, and they're like, you don't want them going to a hockey game. So, you know, they're probably seeing pops in attendance, actually. That wouldn't be surprising. Well, and you know what? I, like... Heck, we have nothing going on for the next couple of weeks. Let's drive down to Florida and catch a game. Yeah, might as well, right? Like, yeah. Seriously. Let's see if we can get in their bubble. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to go scout them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see if anyone wants to come up here and play in the winter. So, <laughs> yeah, the SPHL, they're reporting. So they're going to their cities. And uh, have you talked to any of the guys or anyone? Do you know anything that they're making them do different this year? I, I have heard that they are, uh, they're housing these guys hours outside of town. Not hours outside of town, maybe an hour outside of, like, the big cities and stuff like that so that they don't have guys constantly going out to the bars and stuff like that. They're trying to put in place their own, like, small bubble kind of. And, uh, out in the country. Yep. Yeah. Out in the country. So that'd be like that'd be like when our players get here, we're like, yeah, we got six farmhouses up for you guys in Sandusky. You guys should go live up there. <laughs> yeah. And Joe pick you guys up at six a.m. with the bus in the morning, come down practice, and take you guys right back out there. <laughs> no going out to eat. No going anywhere. Yeah. There's there's cows up there and stuff. You can take them to the slaughterhouse and then cook your meat like that. You got That's a hundred acre you know. farm. Just sit on your farm all day. Yeah, oh go pick gosh. some corn and stuff. You know. Man, that's different. And it's wild that this year we're seeing a different. Usually, for fans that don't know, what happens, guys, is the NHL starts, and as they make cuts, they send their cuts to the AHL. About a week or two after the start day in the NHL, the AHL starts, and they have all those cuts there to start camp. Then when they make their cuts, they're sending them to the coast, and the coast is starting a week after the AHL, then the SP starts a week later, and then we start a week after the SP or the same week. So there's this nice trickle-down effect where every league below gets all these cuts and filtered down players, and it actually it helps you at camp to have extra numbers, but it also helps when you're trying to pick a team and uh, you want to have the best team right from the beginning. Because if we all started the same week, we would pick a team, and by week four or five, that team would be completely different after everyone trickled down and you finally saw everything settle down and those waves of players stopped. 
coming. So uh, it's been weird. Like I've seen it lockout years where, uh, you know, those waves almost never stop. Like they keep going into December. You mm-hmm. keep seeing, you know, five players a week keep coming down. You're like, where are they coming from? Yeah, they just never stop yeah, until, until the flow reverses and then they go back up. Like yeah. salmon, you know, swimming upstream. I but know. No, did you see, uh, I think I, uh, someone, Huntsville Havoc actually signed someone uh, who played in the WHL last year and, like, had, like, tons of points, I think. But I think he's been assigned by the Winnipeg Jets. So it's funny that you're seeing NHL teams start assigning players down to these leagues because, like, they're the only leagues that are going on and the only leagues that are playing. Well, but that, and I've always said for the last 10 years – an NHL team should have a full farm system. They should own an AHL team. They should own a coast team. They should own an SP or a Fed team. So you have a whole system to filter players down. You could sign a guy and assign him to a single A team. You could assign him to your double A team. Now, like obviously, that would you know take away some jobs for you know guys in our league. But it also opens up an opportunity for owners in our league to start another league or like this. But I believe there should be a full system like baseball. Major leagues all the way down to single A, you have your system, your program. You could have guys going up and down. And I think it would be good for, you know, a single A goalie. He would actually get chances to bounce up and down like Nick Niedert has. Nick Niedert has gone from the Fed to the AHL. From the Fed to the coast, to the Fed to the AHL, and people are going, "How's that happen? We can't even get goalies to get called up." <laughs> well, yeah, we can't even get goalies to get called up to the SP on a normal basis, and this guy's going up to the AHL. But it's his reputation, and they know that Nick's going to come in. He's going to act like a professional in the room. He's going to be a good guy at practice. He's going to warm up like a professional, and he's going to do everything he can to fit in with the team. And, yeah, most of the time he doesn't get to play when he's there. And when he does get to play, he plays better than he's ever played in his life. So they know what they're getting out of Nick Nieder, and that's why he's still, at almost 40 years old, getting these opportunities to go and do that. And, you know, people don't understand that, but it's it's the culture you're bringing to the locker room. If you're going to walk around asking everyone questions on a game day, where do I get this? Where do I get that? Nick comes in, he's got all his stuff. He knows all the equipment managers everywhere. He goes right in there. He's at home and he can, be an equipment manager himself in the East Coast League or AHL, so they love having him around. Right. You know, he he could do rivets, he could fix pads, the guy could sharpen skates. Like he's not a hindrance to have around. He's not a needy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I I do think speaking to that point, it would it would be interesting because then you'd see guys that you know you'd see the guys that are are playing well rewarded more so than you do uh, now, where you know you got to have you got to know somewhere, you have to have, like connections and have huh. been at camp there or something you know you'd see the the sp or the east coast taking the leading scores from these leagues or the guys that are playing the way they want to promote you know and then bring them up and that, that would be very interesting i think but like to speak to the culture aspect of it too you'd almost have like say we were affiliated with the wings or something you'd almost have the wings culture filtered all the way down here so we would have a certain way of doing things that they wanted us to do as well which would you know obviously probably go distances we would probably have to get rid of our bus yeah (laughs) they won't let us keep our bus right we can keep the tv uh you know tv's nhl if you guys don't know we got a what is that an 80 incher in the room oh yeah it's almost like a projector size (laughs) you think 72 it must be 72 inch (laughs) right 
Matt doesn't understand it till we get the tape measure out, and it's actually 72 inches. I don't think it's 72. I think 64? Maybe. 64. Okay, 64 inches. Inch. And you have to measure diagonally. I know yeah, that. I know. That Matt knows one thing about TVs. That's it. But uh, Diagonally? You have to measure? Oh, my I gosh. Jeremy, we're not getting into oh, this right now. <laughs> okay. We'll teach Jeremy about screwing things into the wall and how to measure later. That's our home improvement. No, I section. just didn't know you had to di- like measure diagonally. All right, we'll stop. Guys, okay. we're gonna teach Jeremy how to start the washer later as well, too. Yeah, right. It'll make things easier on us as well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about our league because there's been talks that we're gonna start in a month and have a normal season shortened. There's also talks that we're gonna do an altered season or shortened or something because of you know possible 100 days of lockdowns, possibly because you know they're not gonna let us have attendance in any of these cities. But uh, let's go around the table and we're gonna talk about what we think would be a nice option for the fans, players, and owners of the league to try to you know operate. And I'll start first. Uh, you know, I think we should be doing, you know, with everything going on, I think we should be going into, you know, a mini style tournament, you know, like a, a FIFA, a World Cup style tournament Just where we do a round robin and it could be single or double elimination round robin games and we filter that into a quarter, you know, quarter semis finals and go from there. And after that's over, if everything works and we're all allowed to have fans, then we could have a shortened season. But I do think right now we should find a city like Rapid City or Florida or if Georgia could do it. We go to a city where we could have these games and we do it. We let fans from all around the league come in. We film it, put it out on all our sites so our fans could watch it. Now this is something we could have possibly already have done. We could have already done it maybe twice now. So my, my question for you is, in your idea, is this, so you did say that like you possibly move into a season after that, so would you award the Commissioner's Cup twice then? No, this would be a totally new cup. This is a new thing. We're going into this now, so. The Sarge you know, Richards Memorial Trophy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he gets credit for this because he has no part of it, and I did present him this four months ago. But it, now it's his idea because you presented it to him. Uh, then, listen, <laughs> I if he steals it, my idea, I'm going to smash his trophy on the uh, ice. I, I would call it the Corona Cup. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> we already played for that, you know, once our season was canceled. Yeah. Like, there's a case of Corona. Okay, yeah, okay. I drank this, this cup is going to be sponsored by Truly. It's going to be the Truly Cup. It's the tr- Truly World Cup. I like it. That's interesting for sure. Um, no, I, I like it. I mean, I think that, like, a tournament-style format would be good. But, like, I, I almost feel, like, to improve on that, you go a couple consecutive tournaments and, like, almost play it like a showcase weekend, right? Like, when I was in AAA, we did, like – uh, a certain like uh, it was called the Southwest Hockey League, Ken. And what we did is we would go to Phoenix, Arizona one weekend and play like a round robin, and then go to you know Scottsdale, Arizona one weekend and do a round robin, and then go to like Boise, Idaho and do that. But I mean, my idea, not to steal Joe's or build off that, I I think it would be interesting if you know what we did is we had a uh, we had weekends con- like weekends scheduled, and it was like an every weekend thing, and you brought every team to one location wherever you're allowed to and you just played all weekend you played four games a weekend and you had games going from 2 35 30 maybe one at 12 in the afternoon and you got four games in a day and the teams just played for four or five consecutive days 
that got that weekend out and then you waited and kind of saw you had something tentatively scheduled you waited and you're like okay can we go here next weekend nope okay we got to go back here where we can go again um, and just to jump back in that's how mine would kind of have to operate because if we're doing this over a weekend or seven days there's going to be days where we have three or four games a day oh yeah so like both of ours fans get a ton of hockey yeah. so if you drove down to these cities if you're like oh i'm not going to columbus to watch the prowlers well now i might go to columbus because gosh i could watch the prowlers four days in a row but i could also watch another 12 to 16 games yeah i i, I just want to say um with like both these ideas right now i believe that what there's seven teams in the league so i guess it maybe be three games a day one team has a, a day off well, you play the first game and the last game that day Okay. All right. Yeah. If you want to, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying because it's okay, an odd number. Well, but but no, we also I, don't know if we were to do this starting next weekend, who would actually be ready to show up, right. and what teams would say, "No, what, I'm not coming." And now I have a question for both of you, the coaches. Are you going to have a training camp a week or two beforehand to get everybody back on the ice, get all you know, all, all new players here, and uh, you know, and and if we're starting this in two weeks, there's no time to, and we're heading straight there. But if we're starting this January fifteenth, possibly we could get everyone here and then go there. But uh, you know, also with travel, and if a guy would have to, you know, lock down and isolate mm-hmm. for fourteen days before he came, there might not be time to. You know, if we let someone know about this next week or the week after, if it's finalized and we're doing something like this, gosh, how do you tell someone they have to isolate for 14 days, make sure they're good, then, you know, oh, you have a negative test or whatever. But honestly, at the same time, it doesn't matter negative tests or not. There's logistics of gang guys from Europe and all over here. And if you try to buy a flight today for next week, you might be spending 2500 bucks. Yeah, that's why I ask because it's like, well, if you're going to have a training camp, make sure everybody's on the same page, you know, work out, skate for I two mean, weeks, you, you, would you know. Like to. I mean, yeah. Like, I think, I, like, ideally in the perfect world, if, like, none of this stuff existed, like, yeah, have guys come in a week before or something. Yeah, like that's that. why Water town's been on the ice for three or four weeks right. now they're ready to go yeah, yeah. they <laughs> yeah. knew about this yeah it's interesting um so jeremy what would be your plan for the owners to make some money put a product out to the fans and have some fun right now for the players really so it's kind of i guess a combination of both your ideas but what i said you know I guess when we started this podcast, when we start, like August, July, I mean, I, I, I think we were... Jeremy was saying back then, this is going to be over in a week. <laughs> no, I, I, from the start of this, I was not like that at all. I was like, I'm ready for this to happen for five years. I'm just going to get in that mindset. sick? Yeah, I'm sorry. I Wait, just, I, I, I was like... you. So you were afraid it was going to go on for a long time, yeah. so you were preparing yourself yes, for thank you. Exactly. No, seriously, I, I really was because it's like... But what did you want it to be? No, I didn't oh, want it to be five years. No, no, I didn't want it to be like that. But it's like at the same time, it's yeah, like want people to die. <laughs> no, no, but like at the same time, it's like you know, I don't know what's going on. People are like, "Oh yeah, this will be over before summer starts." I'm like, "Well, mentally, I'm going to prepare myself for this to go on longer." I, I, okay, I don't mean five years. Okay, you know me, I'm sarcastic. Plan? So, but, what's your league plan? Okay, basically, so at the time when we started this this idea, I think, or the podcast, I think, you know, the NHL was playing in a bubble, and I, I thought that was a really good idea, and I thought, you know, what happens if, you know, the Fed would play in a bubble? But at the same time, I think, uh, you know, obviously it's a lower league. I, I don't know, not to, not to 
be negative or downplay this league or anything, but like I, I don't know how invested players in this league would be in it. You know, obviously with salary being away from family, you know, it, there, there were multiple factors. So really, you know, when we started, I guess, talking more about this in the last few weeks, I, I, it was kind of like each weekend. Well, first off, with with the tournament style, I, you know, I, I think that's interesting. I would say start off somewhere where, yeah, like it, it's more open and, you know, you could have these games go on. And then I, pretty much like what you guys have been saying, integrate that into maybe moving around each weekend and have multiple games played in each in each city. You know, okay. they, they start so separating. Here, three there or four, go. yeah, three there or four days go. a weekend. We, go, we start in the south and we move north. We get the Columbus-Georgia Mega Bowl. Then we have the Winston-Salem Mega Bowl. Then we move up to where? Elmira? I don't know. No, oh, Danbury? Danbury Mega Bowl. Then we come to the Port Huron Mega Bowl. Last Mega Bowl is probably going to be the Danville Mega Bowl. And that's going to be in 2022. Because the they're ass. never going to get opened up again. But, but, but here, I, so, Matt, I have a question for you with your idea. Because obviously I never got that far into, a, into my hockey career, you know, playing um, round robins and stuff like that. But, like, at You've the end of... you never played for a Flint Mega Bowl? No. No. I, I'm, from, I'm from New York. I don't... <laughs> um, but each, with, with, at each round robin at the end, did you guys get an award or anything like no, that? So, okay. So the way this worked, it was... Uh, I think it was Southwest Hockey League, and what they did is like they just compiled your stats from the entire uh, the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So you'd play four games, and you, like whatever your record was would carry with you to the next location. Then whatever your record was, like total cumulative, mm-hmm. would carry to the next location. And at the end, they ended up having uh, like a top four thing where it was like uh, best of three series or something like that, and then finals or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah, that's so. interesting. Like here, if we had seven teams and we did this, maybe we do top like five teams. Are, like, move up and, like, the last two teams play, like, you know, a playoff for a wild card for the sixth spot. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you do one versus six, you know, two versus five, you know, three and four versus each other. And, you know, trickle it down from there. So you have a quarters, a semis, and a finals. So I got another question for you guys. I've never played four hockey games, you know, four days in a row. Do you, like, do you think... I don't well, want to say, here. is everybody going to be exhausted? But do you here. think, like, you know, everybody play, will have enough energy to do it? To play four games in a row and know that, like, we're doing this. Like, say we're doing this mid-January and there was no set after that. Mm-hmm. You could tough it through these four games or five games in five days. If we were to play five games in five days and roll it into the next weekend and do five games in five days and the next weekend and do three weekends in a row and 15 games in three weeks, you know, I think that would be very tiring. I think you would have a lot of injuries just because one, like your body's not ready for it and you're just jumping right into it. Cause when we start the season, we go, you know, you have a early three and three early in the season, you're tired. Mm-hmm. But when you have a three and three later in the season, you're tired. It doesn't matter. Like when you're playing these games, you know, there's no real coasting. Like, you know, guys are going a hundred miles an hour the whole weekend uh, you're wore down, but that's where you have to do everything you can to prepare yourself and maintenance yourself after the game. So, you know, cold tubs, stretching, making sure you get all your liquids in you, making sure you're taking protein and your glutamine and everything, getting it all in you to make sure that, you know, you're preparing yourself for that next day. Because we could leave a game, drink a pop, drink a beer, eat a pizza, and go to bed, but the next day you're going to wake up mm-hmm. feeling like crap. 
Yeah, and that's why with my idea, if you do four days in a row, I, 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 don't, I don't know how I would do it right now off the top of my head, but maybe at least one team gets a rest day. Well, that's, a, that's another theory too, right? Same way World Juniors does it. You know, you go down there for seven days or something, you play two days in a row, you get one day off. You play two days in a row, you get one day off. So, and I mean, that like, would work if all seven teams showed up yeah. and we had the yeah. uneven number. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I would work that into my three my games plan. a day and a team has a bye day. Yeah, you know. So it would be fun. I I just think it would be fun. I think it would be different, and I think it's something that our fans and you know the players, everyone. I feel like we need this release. We need to do this. You know, especially if we're going into the next three and a half months of more lockdowns or something. Yeah, Don't want to be negative, but, uh, you know, it is uh, January 16th, guys, so you know what happened two days ago. So figure it out. But it's Wednesday, and our sponsor of this podcast, Casey's Pizza, he's doing dine-in service Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, no matter what the weather is. He's got heaters inside. The garage doors are open, and it's all approved by the health department. So get out and support our local business, Casey's Pizza of Port Huron, because they're open and they're ready to serve you. You've got the drinks to go. Right, drinks to go <laughs> yeah, after yeah. we eat. Hey, Casey just went down to the city building yesterday. I saw him. He picked up more of the stickers for the to-go canisters. You have to have special stickers that they have to be labeled. So that's where I'm just warning you, if you think you're going to come to our town and just crack a beer and walk around, it doesn't work like that. It has to be labeled, and it has to have the city sticker on it with the serial code and everything. Let them know that you paid for a to-go cup. I don't even know what they are. But they got to-go cocktails all over downtown Port Huron now. Oh, but did. he's selling a lot of them. Is he? Well, yeah. He already went through like 400 stickers. I, you know, I took the dog for a walk today, and I couldn't stand being outside. It was so cold. So I, I can't even imagine walking downtown right now. But no, the heater's inside. But you the probably wouldn't inside, be that sure, cold if you got some alcohol in you. Yeah, I guess. We'll have to try it. Yeah, yeah back home, uh, each time I visited, every restaurant outside has like these like gigantic you know, space heaters. I don't know if they're the same ones. It's but yeah, it works. Ones. It works. It's really we'll nice. We'll post a picture on our social media so you guys can see how they're going to keep you warm. But yes, I, it makes no sense to me. To me, it actually makes less sense that you're going to make people eat inside with doors open and now we're going to have heaters with open flames going mm. to keep you warm inside the building like gosh it just seems like an accident waiting to happen but this is what the state says is okay this is what the government said is okay so but let's just figure out a way that hockey is okay Right. Yeah, you can walk so, down the street. Oh drink. my gosh, I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out. If we would have an ice rink that's like the Dallas Cowboys Stadium and we could retract the roof open, we could probably play hockey games I, right I, now with an open ceiling stadium. I know where the stairs are. Let's go up there and get the saw and start cutting the roof you, off you, this place. You bring that up because I remember seeing, I haven't seen it. Uh, in a few weeks, but like I think at least the Bruins and the Penguins were talking to the so league An about doing outdoor games An or whatever. Anaheim and uh, LA were talking about doing it with the Galaxy play, but I guess they ended up saying no to that. So really, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Well, so yes, we could all uh, get football stadiums with retractable roofs for future pandemics, and then we don't have to shut down. We'll just we'll open the windows on the side and we'll retract the roof, and we'll just play almost outdoor games inside our building. I just hope it doesn't rain. But yes, as of right now, Matt and Jeremy are going to go up and start saws on holes in the McMoran roof to 
to get some skylight in. Yeah, how big do you think the holes have to be? Do you think the whole roof has to be? Probably, 12, like... probably 12 by 12s and about 12 of them. All right, you're going to have to show Jeremy what 12 by 12 is. Yeah. Well, he'll have to measure it on a diagonal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you'll have to show him what a sawzall is and then how okay. to work it. Okay, all right. I know what a sawzall is. I've used it before. That's real funny, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, uh, yeah, guys, other than that, you know, it's been a rough week. It's been a rough 900-something days of lockdowns of okay, COVID. Yeah, yeah. You know, I really look forward to coming here and chatting yeah. with you guys. I, I, same. I mean, yeah, ever since we started this, I really look forward to this every week. And I just want to say, like, hearing our ideas about the season and stuff, like, rallying around that, like, I'm pumped. I really hope we can make something work. I'm excited for it, honestly. And, yeah, like I said, I hope we move forward with it. So I hope uh, Mr. Krupp and Mr. Soskin, Mr. Nichols, Mr. Kernan, uh, Mr. Andreas, Mr. Andreas, <laughs> now, all you guys, I hope you guys hear this because this is a plea. Please, let's make something happen. We need to make something happen. But fans listening, look for some updates because the minute we something happens, we want you guys to come down and see us. We want you to watch these games. We want you to travel with us. So if we're going to play out of town and that's where we're playing and we can't play here in Michigan, I encourage you, if you are not at risk of uh, – you know, exposure, you know, if you're in good standing health, all that, you know, don't put yourself at risk, but please come with us. Come on. Yeah. No, actually, I think the Book league's, a room. Let's the, go. The league's actually going to put something out uh, today. I don't know when this will air, probably tomorrow or something like that. But yeah, I think the league's going to have something out. So uh, look for that. And then uh, like, we'll probably reshare it after, after we post the podcast. So you guys can get your information here first. Yeah, it, it, something's got to happen. We got to break the mold. We got to get loose from this. We got to come out from under this cloud of 2020. Yeah. I, I, it's like Eeyore's yeah. rain cloud. It just follows you around. It reminds me of my time in Slovakia where I was there and it was cloudy the entire time I was Dude, there. Dude, I'm just yeah. waiting for the news to say, oh, shocker, in January 2020 is going to continue. Like, there's never going to be like, a 2021. The, We're just 2020 for life now. The Mortal Kombat voice, round two. <laughs> yeah, 2020 round two. Yeah. That's it. What's your face going to look like? Yeah. Well, guys, uh, thank you to all you fans that listen every week. We see you guys listening. We love it. So you remember, you can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast, and check back in every Wednesday for new episodes. And remember, follow us, subscribe everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. So uh, look for us to keep giving you updates on all the leagues as they all start playing games. But, uh, guys, this was a good week. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. I mean, it's we kept it under an hour, and it, just so you fans know, we're trying to we're trying to get closer and closer to thirty minute podcast. But we got a lot to say. We got a lot to talk about. We enjoy each other's company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Good working relationship. I know. <laughs> and if you want to bump uh, Casey's Pizza from the prime location of this podcast, just uh, email Jeremy about uh, sponsorship opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My email's always open. I'm always checking it. It's like players were always trying to replace everybody. <laughs> <laughs> always looking for something better. Yeah, right. Okay, well, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, wash your hands, and uh, let's go Prowlers!